What radio, the music you want. With your host, he's Dan. Here you go, Sonny. A little something for the old sweet tooth. Radio What. Dot com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, I encourage you in the central Arkansas and maybe even beyond area please go to djlittlerock.com check availability and get a free price quote ah it's saturday 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 and i got no events tonight isn't that cool i I get a saturday night off but i did have an event earlier today and that's the brook side fiesta so i had a good time there and i'll probably be putting up a podcast either before or after this podcast this podcast is all about allison sylvie allison sylvie she is someone that i've seen at comic cons here and there and from looking at her social media her facebook i could see she likes to go to comic cons and that's pretty much all i know about her it says she worked at the air force and she studied at Pulaski Technical College. These are things you could find out by checking out her Facebook page. And I'm looking forward to hearing more from Allison Sylvie. So let's call Allison Sylvie now. Allison Sylvie, please. This is she. Hello, she. This is Keys Dan from the What Makes You Famous podcast. How's your day? It's been going good. Oh, yeah? What did you do today? Well, pretty much was at our church doing our mission meal that we always do on Saturday. A mission meal, you said? Yes, I go to the uh, First United Methodist Jacksonville Church, and we do a, a meal for Saturdays for people. That's super. Who's the meal for? It's for people who um, who really can't afford a lot, like a like a big, like a real good decent meal. So basically, we make them a good lunch, and just it's for people who are like above like a, advantages who can't really make a lot of good money making for food. So wow, and that's a that's a community service that you do every Saturday, Saturday and Wednesday. We do it wednesday and saturday so the people of the jacksonville community at least in that surrounding areas they get a, a meal at least at least twice a week free for yes. you oh and it's is. a free and it is a free meal and we try to help out as much as we can with people but unfortunately with it being the holiday we didn't have so many oh okay well un- unfortunately i guess or fortunately there weren't so many hungry people is it, why would the holidays make a difference well, because it, we have a lot of elderly people, we have a lot of people who are in wheelchairs, and so that kind of makes it a little more difficult, and with the heat being the way it is right now, so. So getting people to the facility, it, it could be a, could pose a problem. Oh, yeah, it is, because basically where our church is located, it's over a bridge, and people sometimes have to walk over the bridge, and with this heat, there's a lot of elderly people who don't want to walk in the heat. Oh, yeah. Summer is definitely getting closer. It was, uh, what, 93 degrees uh, around the around the area? 
it's only going to get worse. So I believe it. I believe it. All right. So when people can't make it to the facility, what, what happens? They just they go hungry. No, what we do is on Wednesday, we try to basically we do to go meals and we go out to their homes. And these are people who can't who don't have cars or not available. So we just we do that and we basically try to do it just a Wednesday, but not Saturday. But it is a good program. We do. We we're pretty much the only state. I mean, we're the only church that does that. There's not a lot of churches that do that, but they are learning about what we do. No, I like it a lot. Uh, how many people are, are were volunteering today, uh, for example? Uh, we had about, uh, I would say, eight that volunteered. And how many meals can you make with eight people? Uh, we make, Saturdays are usually simpler. We just give them sandwiches or something just very simply to make. So it's not a big, like, cooking meal for them. Sure. A sandwich would hold me over. But how, how many people did you serve today? We served about, uh, I would say, about... I would say about it was about eighteen people, but it's That's more. Great. Well, it's a good it's it's a good number. That's what we always we don't try to look at numbers. We just look at people who come in wanting a meal. No, that's great. Feed the people, keep them alive. That, that's a, a nice service, a nice community service that you're offering with your church, and it, it gives you a good feeling. I'm sure, uh, you know, beyond. Well, it does to help those people and what they're coming from we understand we don't we'll never understand where they come from but we understand that giving them a meal is making them feel better do they get a little a little service uh, on top of that a, a a little word from the lord we do we do offer that if they would like to join our church we don't ram it down their throats we're just basically <laughs> okay. we're trying to that methodism is about opening more doors and helping people that sounds good well, that's good. I, I'm not familiar with, with what the Methodist is indifferent to to any other religion, really. Uh, uh, what's the, the primary following, the basic following of a Methodist church? The primary is just basically being love everybody. It's like that's the one difference is, is that we love each other. We love everyone outside this church. We accept everybody. And that's our one thing is that we do love each other, not discriminate. Well, that sounds good to me. <laughs> that sounds real good. Everyone just, uh, you know, just loved each other. Uh, you know, no more war, no more. And then uh, you're trying to clear up all that famine, too. So uh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so was there, <laughs> that's the big thing you did today. You, you saved some lives, probably. And uh, so w what else did you do today, Alice and Sylvie? Well, I'm starting to work on my photography. I'm getting ready for CosCon here in July. Photography? That's something you're getting into now? Well, I've been in it for years now. I'm just starting a business with my photography and also selling my artwork. That is super. So where did, where did you come from, Alice and Sylvie? I was born in, uh, London. I was born in England. England? Like yes. with a queen? Well, my father's military, so basically you're, where your dad is, that's where you're born. So <laughs> That's pretty cool. What part of England? Lake and Heath Air Force Base. Heath Air Force Base. Lake and Heath. L Lake and Heath? Yes. Okay. I'm not familiar with England, and I'm, well, unless you're living in England, uh, geography is a, is a strange thing. Uh, um, did you grow up in England? Did you spend any time there that you can I was, remember? 
I was just I was born there. We left about we left about after in 1986 and basically lived in Rome, New York. When you're a military kid, sure, your life is the military. You are basically moving from place to place, and that's why we're called military brats because we're moving all the time. See, I don't know how old you are. You said in, that you moved in in 1986. In relation to your age, how old were you then? I was still just a little baby when we moved, and now I'm 34. So it's like <laughs> when were you born? What, what you? Uh, uh, 1985. 85. Okay, so you were a wee little tot when you left. Yes. You have no English accent. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I don't. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. I, I guess I'm partial to 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 cool accents. I guess that's a uh, that'd be pretty neat if you were. Uh, ah, <laughs> can you do an English accent? Not right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, uh, you left England at one year old and then you moved around a little bit uh what's the first place that you remember growing up we lived in rome new york which pretty much where we stayed throughout my childhood and then we got the word oh by the way your base is closing oh so then we had to decide do we move back to england do we move to florida or do we pick arkansas so arkansas was not the first choice for us okay well, you hear all the rumors about uh, all the rumors, and we're like, let's give it a shot. So we've enjoyed it here. We haven't had any complaints, just not the tornado season. So he's military. Would would that be Air Force? Yes, he okay. served. That makes sense. Yes, he served uh, 22 years in the military. And basically, he said, 22 years on my service, I'm done. So he served 22 years for his, this country, and he was proud of what he, what my father had done. I suspect uh, that's true. Uh, you know, 20, 20 years is about uh, about the, the shelf life or the, the service time for for anyone serving in the military. Usually it's 20 and out, and then they could start a whole other career, really. They end up being pretty young, get, getting out of the military if they come in, go in very young. Is that something well, your dad did? Well, basically, what I tell younger people when they get married is that you married the military, basically. You married him, and then you married the military. Understood. <laughs> All right. Well, that's dad. Uh, is he? Uh, did he do another thing after he got out of the military? Uh, he worked for Kraft Foods, and um, he retired from that just a few, about a month ago. So now he's uh, living on Social Security and absolutely loves it. He doesn't want to, he loves not working. Living his best life. Okay. What's mama do? Uh, my mom works at the uh, chapel we go to. She's the secretary. She uh, uh, is also the financier of that church. And uh, I work at the Little Rock Air Force Base commissary. Oh, you work at the commissary, but but you're yes. not uh, in, in the Air Force. No, That's... no, I couldn't. Ha I couldn't hack it. <laughs> so the commissary is like a what is that like a, a store? That is, yeah, it's a grocery store where we uh, where the military and civilians and retirees go there to shop. What's the advantage of having a commissary on the on the base? It's well, the, their basics were to serve the military many years ago, and now they serve retirees and basically people who can, who have a, a basic military ID can go on and shop and do what they need to do. Is it less expensive, or is there a deal? It, I guess it's less expensive, but you don't pay a tax, which is why we have so many people. But now we have the competition. We have Walmart, we have Kroger. So yeah, we're kind of in the middle of a competition with them. So Walmart and Kroger do don't charge tax to the military. No, oh, it's just, I didn't know that. Hello. I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that they, they don't. So, wow. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that blows my mind. I, I didn't know that they didn't pay tax to uh, to Walmart. If you, I have to, you have to show a military ID, I guess. Yes, you have have a military ID or a spouse that's military. All right, and okay, so that's mom and dad. Excellent, <laughs> good upbringing. Very good upbringing. I was raised uh, pretty much to respect military and basically raised to res- respect elders, respect everybody, because that's just the way we And as a military kid, you are raised to respect the military, respect even retirees to this day. If you see someone as a retire, as someone who wears those hats, you, re- you respect them because they fought and died for our country still. Oh, yeah. So all gave some, some gave all. Is that the, the saying? Pretty much. So, okay. Now, growing up, where did you go to school? I, uh, I, I can remember my school. Um, you had it lots was, of schools, uh, I'm guessing. Yes. Um, go for the it. One, the one in New York I went to was uh, Bellamy Bulldogs School. <laughs> well, that sounds that's fun. What it, that's what it was named. That's what I can remember what its name was. Um, pretty much then went to, when we came here to Arkansas, went to Tolson Elementary School. All right. And. Then I went to the high schools, and then I went to, after I graduated, I went to Pulaski Tech for a while and kind of thought college was not for me, so. That that happens. That happens quite a bit. <laughs> so, uh, school life, how was it? I was pretty much the geek. The geek? How so? I was a, I was a geek. I liked watching horror movies. I liked watching the Marvel movies. I was a, the, I was a theater geek. Hmm. I don't know if that makes you geeky. Sounds pretty cool to me. Well, I, I, that's that's what made me happy was being in theater and doing art. I wasn't happy in other classes like algebra or math. So you were in theater? Yes. Did you perform any plays? Um, we did a few performances. Uh, we did uh, The Mouse That Roars. This was bef- right before 9-11 had happened. So it was like kind of right behind that time. And then we did uh, Guys and Dolls. What's The Mouse That Roars uh, about? The Mouser Horrors is about uh, this tiny little country that basically thinks that they can overtake New York. Oh. And and this was in the 1950s when this film had come out. That's so why you mentioned it, 9-11. I had no idea. Yes. Continue. Yes. So then they, they try to act like they're big and bad when they take an atomic bomb back to their country. And it's, it's, it's basically a slap comedy kind of film. Yeah. So, and yeah. Okay. And what character did you play in this? I was the I was the page girl. I was the one who would come out and say what was what was supposed to be said, and pretty much I was the slapstick comedy in the play. <laughs> Do you find yourself being the slapstick comedy in life? Um, sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. So you said you did Guys and Dolls. I've heard of that play. I've never seen that play. What is that play about? Well, it was also a movie with uh, Marlon Brando in it. Heard of it. And uh, pretty much it's with gangsters, and it pretty much that's what it's about. But it's, uh, I think it's a movie with Marlon Brando in it. Yes. Yes, I've definitely heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I guess I need to check it out. I probably do. So any, uh, what did you play in Guys and Dolls? I was a back performer. I was just an extra in the play. Ah, you're not just an extra. You're an extra. You belong on that stage. (laughs) So uh, uh, in addition to being an accomplished actress, (laughs) what else did you learn in theater? 
Um, we, we learned uh, stage combat. We learned how basically to make props, like easy stuff you'll learn in theater. And just the basics, what you'll learn. And, and we, we, we really didn't take any acting classes, but we just learned more about how to make a prop, how to light, sound, the basics. Huh. Any of this training help you in life? Um, some of it did. I, I went on to do, uh, the reps, uh, theater camp where they do every summer. And I got into that program basically where they teach you more about the craft of theater and more with acting. So I, with, with what I took in high school kind of helped me more learn that. So you were in theater camp when you, while, while you were in school? Yes. Is this like a week long thing or two weeks or so? It's about a week. And what kind of things do you do at theater camp? Basically, you learn more than what you get at school. You're learning more about the business side of how you get an agent, how you learn how to get parts, how to get cast. And that's basically what they're teaching you more of. See, these are things that, that you just don't learn in schools, how, how to make money and how, how to how to do the business part. I don't know why they don't teach you that so much. They teach you how to, how to count money. I mean, they teach you the basics of, of what money is, but... They don't really teach you how to make that money bigger or better or, or invest that money. It's, it's something I, I've I found in, in school and, and over the years I've been kind of looking into it. And yeah. So any other extracurriculars when you were in school? Um, Not really. I was just in the theater and art and that's what made me happy and what made me want to get through high school. What did you do with the art? I, I painted, basically, um, I entered some competitions when I was younger, uh, when we, uh, when the State House Convention Center was just getting done, we, as we would enter our artwork and basically just hope that we would win some stuff, but it wasn't about winning, it was just putting your artwork out there. Sure, what's your favorite medium? I don't really have a medium, I just... I just use other mediums like paint. I use charcoal. I use different uh, types. So painting, painting is what you like to do, in, in, as opposed to sculpting or or any other types of artwork. Yeah, you're a painter. You still do it? Um, kind of yes and no. I'm kind of doing color pencil now. Yeah, you still doodle. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's something cool. Are you are you pretty good at it, or any any aptitude for it? I've got a lot better at it i've been working on other forms i've now started doing superheroes i just did a picture of carnage so i like superheroes carnage this seems pretty scary is that the venom thing yes ah is that that's venom's like uh and here uh villain i guess He's kind of like his uh, enemy, basically. His enemy. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I can't get what Venom is. Is Venom a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Does he want to be a bad guy? He's an anti-hero. He's like Deadpool. Deadpool. All right. Yeah, I'm into Deadpool. I, I, I saw the movies, and, and I read some of the comics when I was growing up. So, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, after high school, you said you tried to get to college, and you said, nah, not for me. Well, I did Pulaski. I did Pulaski Tech for a while, and it was just it just wasn't my thing. Like college is not for everybody. Oh, not for me either. <laughs> what was your focus in college? 
My focus was the arts. I did that for a while, but when I found out I had to take math, I was like, why do I need to take math? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Why do I need to take math? Well, some people just don't like math. <laughs> some people do. Some people love it. And, and math, yeah, sure, could be the language of the universe. And all more power to you if you like math. So please, if you like math, stay in school. Go ahead. Learn your math. Save the world. Do all that. So... For people like you and me, other on the other hand, you just went to get to work. What did you end up doing? Um, basically, after uh, getting at Pulaski Tech, I just started working at the commissaries of Ender Stalker. Been doing that for a few years, and I'm starting to find something else. So, wow! So you've been at the commissary like most of your adult life, then? Pretty much. That's pretty cool. You're taking care of of the the veterans and and the vets and the people that are actually in the air force right pretty much and then on your off time you take care of uh, your people in the community pretty pretty much that's what i do and pretty much go to comic cons comic cons all right i think i've seen you at a comic con <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have now um you, okay so you go to comic cons do you get dressed up I sometimes do and sometimes don't. I have dressed up before and I was, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what I was last year, but <laughs> I went to uh, Arkansas Con last year as Cookie Monster and that was the biggest rage ever. That's cool. That is so cool. If Cookie Monster showed up and stood in front of me, I'd be freaking out. That's excellent. So you you, you just bought a Cookie Monster costume and... <laughs> Slap that thing on and just walked around. No, actually, I made a full fur suit. I bought the fur you at Joe. I made it. It was at Joe's Fabrics. It was the exact same kind of cookie fur that he has. So I bought it there, and basically, I made arms. I made the head stand up. I had to make a mask, basically, for me to see where I was going. And uh, basically, it was all the rage. As soon as I got in, people were kids were coming up to me, wanting hugs, wanting pictures. It was like wait a minute this this i thought i was gonna scare people away but no there were there was one boy when i was in line to get into the con he said praise cookie i'm like what did he just say <laughs> praise cookie so it was pretty darn funny i had to turn around and look at him my whole head my my head turned around but my head couldn't so it was like what did he just say yeah and that's a good feeling, isn't it? Having people just come around and, and admire what you've created and, and want to be next to you. It's pretty good. And also when you got little kids coming up to you saying they want a picture or they want a hug, it's like, okay. Because most of the time they want their picture taken with Spider-Man or Iron Man. Yeah. But Cookie Monster, what a treat. <laughs> yeah. So did you have cookies? No, I had made a giant cookie out of cardboard, and people were wanting to take that. I'm like, no, 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 that's my prop. I made that. <laughs> that's my cookie. Did, did you do the voice? I couldn't really because I was getting hoarse at the end of the day. <laughs> I believe that to be true. Now, okay, I mean, I guess maybe the only other thing you could have done is probably bought a box of cookies and just given them out, but giving away free food to people, come on. <laughs> well, one year I was Negan. And this was just after the episode had aired, after Glenn had been killed, and people were coming up to me saying, "How dare you?" I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "Hold on, buddy, I'm a I'm a cosplayer. I'm not." But it was funny because they just come up to have fun with you. But there were some looking at me like, 
ugly. They gave me ugly looks. Wow. I'm sure they. Like, I'm, say, they, I'm sure they do that to the to the ca- actor that plays Negan. They look at him funny. I liked Glenn. I liked uh, what was the redhead's name? Oh, uh, Abraham. Abraham. That's right. Uh, as you can see, yeah, I watched Walking Dead. I think the first the first season or two, I got into it, but then I realized, okay, it's just these people walking away from zombies. <laughs> I get it. Well, I've I've actually gotten to meet. Uh, some of the cast members of The Walking Dead. I got to meet Jeffrey Dean Morgan last year, Walker Stalker, and he is unbelievably amazing. Now, this is what I've heard: is they're good people, they're nice people. I, I think I, I met the one of the the guys at Comic Conway, big dude, and he he had gotten killed off in the first or second season, and and by this time it was probably the third or fourth season. But he was very nice to meet, big dude, big you know, uh, African-American fellow, just, Oh, you're, Oh, I know who you're talking, uh, tiny, tiny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But he was so nice. I've met him. I met, uh, then Guerrero. I have met Jesus and it's like, Oh my gosh, you people are actually nice. Yeah. Isn't that neat? And especially when they come to comic cons, they're usually prepared to meet their fans. And, and that's a nice thing. That's a nice thing about going to comic cons. What's your favorite thing about comic cons? Um, just going there and meeting these people you've like from your childhood basically because we have Arkansas Con coming up and we have Sean Astin and he's like, That's my childhood. Sean he was- Astin's coming. Yes. <laughs> it, was, was he he wasn't Frodo, he was the other uh Yes, he was he was Frodo and he was also in the Goonies. Oh he was Frodo, okay. I remember he was in the Goonies, that that's for sure. Uh, I didn't realize which uh, which uh elf he was in he, he was so he was frodo all right um, um i should i should trust myself a little bit more <laughs> so yeah goonies goonies uh what's the the line from goonies goonies never say die yeah they don't <laughs> that's excellent oh she knows she knows all right and and you're a, a whippersnapper and compared to me I, i'm i'm 50 years old and you know class of 86 so when you were born, I was graduating high school. So make me feel a little bit older. <laughs> well, people look at me think I'm in my twenties. I'm like, no, I'm in my thirties. So you I'm are. past. I'm past my twenties. No, I, I'm looking at your picture on, on Facebook, and and you're st- sitting there with the. Uh, this is from. Was that oh, okay? That was uh, Heroes and Angels Comic Con, right? Yes. And and you're you're with the the uh, everyday Grimes who was on a on the podcast that I did that I compiled from Heroes and Angels and he's a he's a sweetheart. Oh my goodness. He it, is he looks very close to Rick. It was like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. And he enjoys what he does and he enjoys that that he he keeps that character on even if he's not in his sheriff's uniform. He's always Rick recognized as Rick Grimes. <laughs> And that, I think that's pretty neat. And you're so smiley. You're just there, just as happy as can be. Just well, because Heroes and Angels, it was very. It's a. It's like a charity. It's the money goes to a good cause. Oh, for sure. When uh, Brandy asked me to be a part of it, I of course yes. Put my uh, put my DJ stuff up up on the stage and whatever they needed. You know, make announcements, what have you. Uh, yes. So yeah, I was very very privileged and honored to be a part of heroes and angels and from what i can understand i think i'm i'm part of the cosprom and nothing's been confirmed yet but i was there last year and and it was a lot of fun (laughs) it was a lot of fun i'm not good at the cosplay either but i've been corrected 
over the years when I, w- I was talking to other cosplayers and I say, well, sometimes I just put, you know, my light up goggles on and try to light up my suspenders with with some strip lights. And is that cosplay? Because it's not a, a character. It, what would you think? Well, I would think cosplay is about anything about having fun. It's not something like you don't have to dress up as a character. I've seen people dress up in Halloween costumes and that's still considered cosplay. So I think it's just you have fun with it. And you don't give a care what people think about you. It's just to have fun. Yeah. And I definitely have fun. especially. And then seeing these cosplayers, the, the amount of work that they put into their their suits. Oh, wow. You know, even if, if it's not as, uh, you know, uh, movie quality, they've definitely put a lot of work into it. And I appreciate it. I appreciate every bit of it. Even if you can't afford to to get a costume, you know, $200, $300. I mean, I guess they're more expensive than that. Some of these costumes can can be very expensive. But then somebody like you who, who made this Cookie Monster costume that was so appreciated by the kids and other people that were walking around, they wanted to, to have pictures made with you. I think that's cool as can be. So, what other characters have you dressed up as? I I have done Venom, which I made the mask myself, Man. and I've also and I also made the shirt with the Venom symbol on it. I had to do that with a painted stencil. That is excellent. That now is this all stuff that you learned in in? Well, I guess this all stems from your your theater and your art uh, from school. Not really. Oh, okay. I. I there was a show on Sci-Fi called uh, Co- Heroes of Cosplay, and that's when I started watching it because it was really interesting how these these people make armor and make swords and make masks, and it's like my gosh, these people are awesome what they make, <laughs> especially when they make these dresses. I agree. So, what was the most intricate uh, costume that you made? Which was that the the Cookie Monster or the Venom? It was it was the baseball bat for Negan. The baseball bat, okay, and how so? Because that was made because people really thought it was a real baseball bat. It's like no, this is PC pipe and a, sh- a soap bottle at the end of it. No kidding. Now, yeah, I, yeah, I met up with a, a guy that does props over at the Heroes and Angels. His name is failing me now, but maybe it was Brian, maybe not. But they they had a whole table full of these props there there was uh knives and axes and 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 a shovel on there and it looked they all looked real and he took one and he just smacked himself in the head with it i went hey you know and i thought he was gonna hurt himself it was foam rubber i thought it was real no i just um my dad's shed has tons of pc pipe and a bunch of stuff he never uses anymore so i just used the pc pipe and i found an empty soap bottle and painted it and i bought uh, fake barbed wire on Amazon because I didn't want to use real real chicken wire because I afraid it would scratch it all up. So I just went to Amazon, bought it. People are like, did you make this? I'm like, yeah. See, this is real talent. This is this is someone who cares about what they're doing. And that Allison Sylvie, that's excellent. <laughs> I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. I, I feel like I, I can't well, I, I say can't. I feel like I don't have the time to do that. How how time consuming was that to make this baseball bat? That was two days work for me. Yeah. To basically saw the pipe down, basically where it fitted, the soap bottle would stay. Like I had to super glue the soap bottle so it wouldn't move a whole lot. Then basically take a blue tape, 
tape around the barbed wire, paint that, and make it look like it was in there. But that was like a two-day prop for me. Yeah. The cookie, the cookie was a, the cookie monster was three days. Yeah. Some people don't have this time, and you took the time. You you, you could have been doing other things, but no, you said, oh, you know, I got this Comic Con coming up. I think I want to do something. Yeah, and, and you know, not just for yourself, but for the people that that come to the Comic Con, they get to see something interesting. And that's you. That's you, Allison Sylvie. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, you know, I would definitely appreciate seeing you as the Cookie Monster or the Venom or the uh, or the Negan. Uh, any other any other uh, cosplays that you've done or? I'm planning on doing Captain Marvel. I'm actually I'm buying this costume. It's from Wish, so that's where I'm going to be buying my uh, next cosplay is from Wish. Now this is an investment. How much is a costume from Wish? Um, Wish is actually cheap. It it's more cheaper than what you're going to buy at a uh, Spirit or any other Halloween costume. They have costumes that actually look like it's from the movie itself. Like if you want to look like Spider Man, they have a genuine good Spider Man suit that's like right off the film itself. Yeah, if I want to look like Spider Man, I got to lose about two hundred pounds and <laughs> and build some muscle, and then go ahead and uh, you know put on one of these costumes. Now, how much is a costume from Wish? Um, my costume is costing about, it says, uh, $16, which is cheaper than what I would get at Wish. I mean, not at Wish, but something I would get at Spirit. Wow. And it's something that looks pretty decent? It looks pretty good. It's a, it's like, like I said, it's a genuine costume. It looks just like right off the film. And it's something, what is, is it something you'll have to touch up or add some of your own flavor to it? Um, probably the only thing I'll add my flavor to is just my stuffed orange cat that looks like Goose, so... See, this is a movie I haven't seen. I, I saw the end game. I saw end game, but I realized that I probably should have seen Captain Marvel before I saw end game. Because well, you got time, so. Well, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen, seen them sporadically. You know, if they come on Netflix, I, I check it out or on Hulu, uh, or on Amazon. Those are the three things I have. I've, I've cut the cord, I guess is, is, what it is instead of spending spending about 90 a month I, I go ahead and spend about 30 for the three different services but now with disney coming up in november i may cut one of the services maybe i guess netflix it seems like netflix is going down i, I don't know what what you use for your your entertainment your, your streaming i just i have direct tv i don't use i don't watch netflix i don't use hulu i just i don't see any necessary in them so Okay, if DirecTV is making you happy, then definitely stay with it. But uh, yeah, I, my my cable just kept going up and up and up and up. So yeah, streaming and, and no commercials. Hey, I like that. The one cable provider I would stick away, stay away from is Comcast. Don't don't use them. Mm -mm. <laughs> okay, shots fired, Comcast. <laughs> I hate Comcast. All I, right, I, I call them Comcast. <laughs> well, I had it when I was in Florida. So you you say you could have gone to Florida, uh, or your dad could have taken you to to Florida. What? Why didn't he go to Florida? Um, we just. We don't know. We just we just decided <laughs> Arkansas was one of our choices, but it's kind of closer to our families because we have family in Georgia. So, oh, okay, all right, yeah. So your your extended family is in Georgia, then. Well, well Florida's well, closer to Georgia, <laughs> really. Well, I've been to Florida, and I know what it's like. So, <laughs> yes, I grew up in Florida. I know what it's like. 
And I'm probably I have quite a few listeners in Florida from growing up there. I spent my first 40 years in, in uh, Miami, uh, South Florida, the Florida Keys, which is where Keys Dan came from. <gasps> now you know. <laughs> so Allison Sylvie, they, we're we're cosplaying. We're working at the commissary. We're helping out people at the church on Wednesdays and Saturdays. They're getting a good meal, even even a sandwich. Oh. Just give me a sandwich. It's a good meal. What, what kind of sandwiches did you make today? Uh, we had ham uh, ham and turkey. We also had leftover lasagna that we had made for Wednesday. So they had a choice of a lasagna or a sandwich. Oh, I got no problem with ham, turkey, or even lasagna. Uh, I, what is it? Call me Garfield. Mm, mm, lasagna. <laughs> Isn't that what he liked? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> she she didn't she didn't giggle, she didn't make a noise. She was so respectful because that's her upbringing. <laughs> Thank you. I was Al. like I was on I knew because I watched Garfield as a kid, so we know what he ate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Allison Silby for being so respectful. I appreciate that. <laughs> so all right, uh here we go. And we're you're okay, all these things are are part of your life. Any other parts of your life any other hobbies that you're doing um just basically trying to be a very good decent human being and trying to love everybody oh that's nice see i'm falling in love with you already that's so nice <laughs> and it's good you know it, it is nice to love people i spent the day myself in fact uh, I'm, I'm putting another podcast together uh, as soon as we get done here uh, I, I was at brookside um uh, the Brookside Fiesta, and these are some people, a hundred families that lost their their uh, their lease, I suppose. They're getting kicked out of their homes, and they had a big benefit for them today. So, yeah, yeah I, I provided the music, and and yeah, they, they were hopefully the Brookside families find a place to live. So it's good to oh. help out your community. Super. Any other interests or hobbies you mentioned uh, photographs. How did you get into yes. that? I got into that when I was very little, probably about, I would say about eight or ten. I had a Fisher-Price camera. That was my first little camera, and it was a real camera that had film, and I could develop it. So that was like before the digital era of cameras, so we were all using film. Yeah, Allison Sylvie, what's film? That was... Uh, <laughs> that was you gotta like explain it for the kids that are listening oh what's going on here what, what's film mommy <laughs> film was something that you put in a camera and you stretched it out and you developed it that was film and, and was it something that you can expose to the light <laughs> now did you have a 30 it was it a 35 millimeter or was it one of these ones that have the the fully enclosed uh cartridges that that go into the fisher price but well this one just it had like very like simple film that you could like take to a walmart develop and then boom done yeah i remember i had a kodak camera that had some film it was it, it was kind of a, a two cylinders with some plastic over the top of it that that you just snapped in there so you wouldn't really have to expose the film which is very bad kids don't don't expose your film to light because then it's ruined and uh did you ever this is when you were a wee tot. Uh, did you ever develop any of the film over the years or yourself? No, nope. nope. You took it to Walmart or you took it to Kmart and said develop it. And they did it like within three, four, few days. So you had to wait a few days for your pictures to come back. 
Oh yeah, I remember my brother worked in a in a, in a one hour photo. But you know what was funny is even though it said one hour photo, there were so many different types of photos. They oh no, this is not part of the one hour. We're gonna have to have this to you back in a couple days. So <laughs> there was a few things that he could he could develop uh, in the store. I can't remember if it was a, a maybe a, a drugstore of some kind. But <laughs> so you never went to uh, uh, you never went into a dark room and and developed your own we i i did when i was in high school we had a photography class and you had to learn the chemicals but the worst thing is the smell of the chemicals it's like it it smelled so bad <laughs> i agree i think i took that same class and you learned a little bit about uh, about the theory of of photography and and how to to set your your settings um did you learn any, any of that um, we did, but we also, but the main thing what they taught us was how to basically like, to, like how to take the film out, put it in the canister, shake it for about two to three hours, and just sit there, keep shaking and shaking, and you're like, is it really worth it? Uh, couldn't we make a tool that that could shake it for us? Exactly, but no, your hands are doing all the shaking. <laughs> and this is in school. Yes. Are you taking it to other classes? Still shaking it? No, you had to do it like for three or four hours, but I'm glad everything's digital now because I hated doing it. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, and then digital cameras, when they first came out, I remember they were pretty grainy and, the, you know, film was still the king. Oh, yeah, you, you can't get the good quality. But then it, quickly digital seemed to overtake film. Uh, what was your experience? I love digital. I don't complain anymore because basically now you could just pop the disc in your laptop and you're done. You don't have to worry about going to a Walmart to wait, like you said, a few hours or a few days to get film back. Sure enough. And you can put it right on right on your social media. Get it that's, out there. That's the world we live in today. <laughs> correct. Correct. Now, um, did you learn any of the of the now what kind of cameras did you have over the years? I had the Fisher Price camera for a longer time, and then my camera started developing and getting better. And now I have a, uh, a very big professional camera that's very expensive, and I use that pretty much on my uh, photo shoots. And oh, and then I use my camera phone on my phone if I'm on vacation or about seeing something. So, well, this is a learning podcast, Alice and Sylvie. Uh, what kind of camera do you have? I have a Fuji camera, and it's probably the best one I've had. Why is it so good? Because it's just it focuses better on uh, on your picture. If you're focusing on your subject, it focuses right on them. And it has a lot of great settings that I use. And a lot of cameras over the years didn't have a lot of great settings. But this one has a lot of good settings. So what kind of settings do you use for different occasions? Uh, like for, you know, at night, day, sports? Um, pretty much um, if I'm out just doing a photo shoot, I use it just basically the normal settings. But if um, I'm doing like a, an action sequence or I'm looking, taking pictures of kids, I have to use an action sequence because they're moving so fast. Cool. So what kind of pictures have you taken over the years? And, and, I, and when did you officially start taking pictures of, of other people as, as maybe a possible career? Um... I started about a few years ago with a cosplay, a local cosplayer here in Arkansas. She dressed as Poison Ivy. She got me on social media. Who that? Who so, that? 
Um, I can't remember her name right now, oh. but she was a local cosplayer and she needed pictures done. So I was like, okay, sure. So I met her at the uh, uh, river market. And basically, that's where I started taking her pictures, and she was very impressed with them. Why the river and market? Because she was because she was poison ivy, and that was the only area at the time that had greenery at it. Because this was February, so we were still not in spring yet. Oh, so you picked out location? Now, did she pick the location, or did you? I picked the location because I. It was my first time picking locations, and she was pick, She was perfectly fine with that location. That is pretty smart. No, it's nice to know your locations. Well, you know, if you have different uh, reasons or, or different needs, it's nice to know several locations that you, you could uh, maximize the, well, okay, your theater. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to make an image that creates a, a feeling, and the river market was the right feeling, the right spot for Poison Ivy's pictures. Well, uh, a year later, I did uh, cosplay pictures of uh, the Riddler, and his name is Kyle Squeaky. He's a very sweet guy. I like he, him. Yes, he's very sweet. He's a very good guy. And we walked all over the river market. There were people wanting pictures with him. There was a, a few statues out there that were really kind of silly, so he wanted to use the statues. So we used them. Turns out, they were perfect. They worked great with his character. Very cool. Well, I'm looking the the last post that you did uh, on your on your fa Facebook is with Kyle Squeaky Heron. So you guys are pals. Yes, he uh, found me on Facebook and wanted to take some pictures of his Riddler. So this was about I think mid April of last year. We took him, and pretty much the weather was nice, but there were people everywhere saying, "Can we take your picture?" And I'm like, "Fine." So there were kids; they were loving it. He was enjoying it, and he's a really very good cosplayer. He's He's just crazy. No, I consider him a pro. I, I, I've seen his Riddler. I like his Riddler. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, I like his cosplay, for that matter. Uh, what, what is that one he did? Uh, John Constantine. Didn't he do one there? Yes. That was by another photographer, and he's were actually really good. Now, okay, over the years, uh, have you learned better how to take pictures? I have learned better because my, my dad has taught me a little bit more about how to focus and take the picture slow down look at what you're looking at and um just just learn you just you get better as you learn yeah i guess i never went over what what job your dad does in the air force because there's not it's not just pilots <laughs> you know uh, does has he been a photographer or, or no but he he does like taking pictures but yeah. no he his, his job in the military he was a, a chief a, a chief, a chief what? A chief, and then he was a first sergeant oh, in the okay. squadrons. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know a chief of 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 what? Uh, oh, okay, that's a that's a rank in the military. Yes, I'm not a military guy. <laughs> I almost got in the navy, but I got in a motorcycle wreck two days before I was supposed to go, and I never Ooh. went. Yeah, yeah, you know, fate. Fate's a wonderful thing, or, or yeah, I don't know if you call it fate or kismet or or uh, you know God's will, but I but. Yeah, I didn't go in the Navy. Well, like I said, the military is not for everybody. So, But I wanted to go, but I got in a motorcycle wreck. Hmm. So there you go. So you and you and Kyle that are, you know, okay, are, are, are you uh, that you took pictures of his of his Riddler. And since then, uh, what have you done? I have worked with other cosplayers. I've um, 
I basically are now working uh, these Comic Cons. I worked now another con, and then I have CosCon coming up in July. So now I'm just trying to exploit more and trying to get my my name out there more with more people. And they'll be like, "Hey, she takes pictures. Why don't I hire her?" Yeah, that's pretty neat, Allison Sylvia. You're turning a a hobby into a possible career. Because uh, yeah, go ahead. Because some of these uh, cosplayers are they don't. They're not making the big bucks. They're like Kyle. They want to do this as a just for something that's fun. Sure. And a lot of them aren't going to make the big old buku bucks like a lot of these other cosplayers make. So I can charge them pretty good dollars and not charge them an arm and a leg because some photographers cost them over thousands of dollars just for a session. Yeah, and and I know if you're really serious about getting into this, I know cosplayers. It it can actually be a career. I've talked to some cosplayers over the years uh, well i guess with this cos with this podcast i've talked to a few even and some of them make them make it into a career so they do spend a lot of money on photography not just for the cosplay itself there's other outstanding things that that need to be spent you know money needs to be spent because the the photo the photography it's a very important part uh, getting those good quality pictures so that way people can buy those good quality pictures and that's something that you're offering to to cosplayers that are maybe just starting out or or are just doing it as a hobby pretty much yeah so yeah, anybody that t- that gets into cosplay i mean wouldn't they want a memory wouldn't they want if they've taken this time uh, for example you took that time to to make that cookie monster costume and and your negan costume and your venom costume do you have a lot of pictures of you from those times i took a few pictures of my venom costume i put up my green screen and my sister had to take the photos because i couldn't take the photo and look at take take the photo and basically look at myself so i pretty much took pictures of that and i also took pictures of my negan and also of my cookie monster Okay, well, it's nice to have an assistant. I know that, that I work a lot of weddings and a lot of events, and whenever the photographer comes in, if it's a, a bigger event, if there's a lot of people at these events, it's nice to have an assistant. So does your sister help you out sometimes? Um, she helps me out when I need pictures taken because I use sometimes my phone, uh, my camera phone to take those pictures. But, yeah, she needed to take them because, like I said, I can't take the photo and then look at myself of how I'm going to pose. So. Oh, you're absolutely right, Allison Sylvie. Uh, super. Uh, it's it's good to have people to help, and and it's nice that you have your sister in your corner. I didn't even go over that. Um, any other siblings? Uh, how many siblings did you have? I have only my my sister, or only the rolling two of us. Oh, big sister, little sister. Big sister. Big sister. What does big sister do? She works at the commissary too with me. She's also a vendor stalker. What? So you guys are tight yes that is nice it's uh, you know uh, uh you know friends come and go but your family it feels like like they'll for they'll more likely be in your corner in any situation and i'm so glad that you have your sister in your corner all the time that's great do you live close to uh together you live together we i still honestly live with my parents i don't haven't lived on my parents house that's cool hey that kids if you get a chance uh, stay stay home because it's rough out there 
<laughs> it's, it's rough out there in the real world. It's not easy living on your own right now. So no, no, ma'am. I mean, I've had to move in over the years. I I, I got out when I was seventeen, but I, I went back. I you know stayed with my grandma for, um, probably in my early twenties, and you know I, I I got out after that. But yeah, it's rough, you know. And I've never had a giant house. Uh, you know, I've always uh, well, I, I had a condo when I was a younger person, but uh, you know I've I've it it is it's hard <laughs> it's hard being on your own <laughs> so yes i'm glad you have your parents as well tight-knit family that, that's that's painting a picture alice and sylvie it, it's telling me that that family is important so uh it, yeah go ahead it is important to me because i've gone through a lot of things in my life and my family has been there through me through pretty much a lot so anything you'd care to share um uh, I do have a learning disability. Oh, tell. This is a learning program. Well, I, for a long time, I knew for a long time I was how I learned things and how I took in information. I knew I was a little different then. But in high school, they would say, oh, she's special needs. She needs to be put into a special classroom, which I, I didn't understand why I was being put in those classrooms. So until I was 21, that's when I was went to a doctor and she said, yes, you have a learning disability and you may be on the scale of autism. Hmm. So I was like, finally, I figured out what was wrong with me. Right. Now, how has that affected you over life? Um, I have like, I'm like everyone else. I have my good days and I have my bad days. And I basically have to learn with my disability. Yes, it's going to kind of cripple me sometimes, but you learn you get over it. You basically have to learn with it. I guess I'm being pretty presumptuous. This seems like a good day because I think we're having a pretty good conversation here, Alice and Sylvie. Yeah. What what would constitute a bad day? Um, just things at work. I get if like a customer gets mad at me for something I didn't do, then I get blamed for it, and it's like then that goes with me for the whole entire day. But just sometimes little things like that just get to me, and I sometimes can't get over it. So, and it's just sometimes your learning disability kind of messes with your mind and it basically makes you feel like crap. Well, I don't think anybody likes being blamed for something they didn't do. <laughs> that just makes sense to me. I don't like being blamed for something I didn't do. I didn't do it. <laughs> All right. So your, your disability, did it affect you in other ways? Uh, did, it, did it stop you from learning certain things? Not really, no. But when you tell certain people, they just look at you like, you don't look like you have a disability. I'm like, trust me, I do. And when you tell people and they, like, look at you and they say, okay, you look pretty normal to me. You don't act different. That's when people, it's kind of hard to tell people sometimes because you don't know if they're going to laugh at you or talk behind your back or say something about you on Facebook or Instagram. And you're going to feel like, why did I even tell this person? Yeah. Huh. I understand. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so it really doesn't affect you to where it in incapacitates you or uh, in your life. Is is that proper? No, um, it's just what it does is it's basically how I take in information and how I learn. Like how everyone has their own way of learning and how they take in information, and just that's what affects me. Is like it basically just like. <laughs> it's kind of hard sometimes to describe it to people, but okay. it's it's basically it's it is a form of uh like autism almost. That's where she's my doctor had put me on the scale that I am on the scale of a 
uh, autism. Well, that yeah, the the word autism comes with its own uh, problems, and and I guess people when they when you say autism, it's automatically somebody thinking that a certain way about you. But yeah, you, you don't seem like you have a problem. You know, no. I, I would I would say that as well. You seem like you you function quite well. <laughs> you're uh, doing a job. You're taking care of people. Uh, do you um, do you have any children? No. Okay. Uh, in a relationship, I guess. Yes. Oh, you have a fella. That's good. He treats you nice. Oh yeah, he treats me very well, better than some other guys I've been with. <laughs> That's good. You deserve happiness, and that is the path to happiness is is finding finding your finding love, I guess. And you say you have love with other people. You you love everyone that you know to, when you you find when you when you meet people. How, how do you? How do you look at them? How do you feel? I don't judge people. I used to judge people a lot when I was younger, but now I just, you know what? I don't I don't judge people anymore. People tell me that that either they're they're gay or bisexual. I'm like, "You know what? We don't judge people. We don't need to judge people like that. That's the way they are and God loves them no matter what." Oh yeah, in the cosplay community, I, I think we get along with everyone <laughs> for for that matter and anyone who goes to a, a con. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not. I'm not into it. But I'm not going to stop you from being into it. That's that's your thing. That's uh, that's America, <laughs> and and that's it. Should be other places too. That that should be a freedom for you to have. Now, uh, well, I mean, I, I guess we're we're getting into some kind of of uh, of uh, an issue here. That this could be very polarizing. Um, Boys that become girls and girls that become boys, trying to compete in in uh, in sports against each other. How do you feel? The way I feel about like, are you talking about transgender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, boys that became girls and they they're competing with other girls and they got that advantage. You know, my opinion about it is we will never know what's going in their head, why they want to be like this. But you know what? We can't judge them. We can't say yes or no. We can't say you're wrong. So all you can do is just kind of welcome them with open arms and just say, you know what? That's their life. So. But they're physically stronger than other girls. It, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. It's a, it's not that, that hey, I, I don't mind if you feel like a girl. That That's fine. But you're stronger than girls. It, it, it's just a, 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 bio, a biological thing. Yeah, so I've I've been kind of uh, going over that in my head over the last well probably a year. And I remember Martina uh, Mark Turkova, I guess the the tennis player. She got a lot of flack for putting it out there. You know, boys that are that become girls, they 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 cannot. Well, we're getting into a, a different. We're getting deep, deep in the weeds on that one. And so one day, I, I think I'm going to find somebody that can I can talk to about that and maybe get deep in the weeds. But for now, I'm talking to Allison Sylvie. What are your thoughts? What are your views in life? And what are, you, what are your hopes and dreams? See, on this podcast, usually I, I go with, you know, where you're from. We already know that you were born in England. England? What? Are you I'm proud to be British. Yeah. Are you still, are, you know, do you, do you carry an English passport because of it? Well, I do have dual citizenship. Would you I stop? Am, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I have dual citizenship, which means I am a U.S. citizen. And then if I decide to go back over to England, then I have my British. Then I am a British citizen. 
it, it could be one day uh, Dame Allison Sylvie. I hope to. I would love to go back and just see Ian Bloom. <laughs> That's so cool. I would just love to go back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and uh, see, and that's another thing is the the one world, the, the open borders thing. That's something I've been struggling with over the years is, is you know, should, should we be building a wall or, or should we, you know, kind of make sure that everybody comes in in a legal way? Yes. You know, but but uh, not automatically building up the you know a giant a giant wall against people we need to be open i think i don't don't know i'm i'm struggling with that too (laughs) the way i've seen that it is that we do need to be open with people we need to let people in that want to come in the country the right way and want to be american citizens but you have people who are bad people and who are gang members and that will hurt people right so we do it's 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 hard, like you said, it's hard to talk about it because either side has their opinion. It's very who's polarizing. right, who's wrong. But I, I find that most people are, are down the middle. If you just sit and talk with somebody, hey, we all love our kids. We all want, you know, to, to make a living. We all, all want a roof over our heads. We all want to eat every day. You know, there, there, there's certain things that, wow, we're, we're all kind of alike. We just want to come at it from different directions. And uh, yeah, uh, what do you think? I'm uh, honestly, I, I am a U.S. citizen. I came to this country the very right way, right. but it's it's hard. It's hard to say who's right, who's wrong, who comes in this country, who doesn't deserve in to come into the country. And we have to know that there were some bad people who came into our country a few years ago and brought buildings down and they were not U.S. citizens. So it brings up that about 9-11 again. So it is hard to say who comes in who doesn't and it's up to our government it is up to us it is up to our next generation who is going to figure out what is right and wrong with immigration yeah i'm hoping there's somebody good in charge and i guess that's with our vote is who we put in the in charge so if you don't like how it is now well vote it out later and if you like how it is now keep it in vote it so Alice and Sylvie, we've talked about a lot of things. Any other areas you want to get into? Um, pretty much if you want to talk about <laughs> any more from my, my, how I grew up. Hit me. Do it. Uh, just I grew up as a military brat and living here in Arkansas in the summer heat. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it wasn't great today. I was outside all day. I was under a tent and I was melting. <laughs> I'd say get used to it. It's going to be hot till we get till December. I, I believe that to be true. And I spent a lot of time outside. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time driving around and listening to podcasts. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons I got into it, uh, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's so hot. It's so, And I'm from Miami, you know, so you should expect that it's hotter there. And the Florida Keys. But you get the breeze off the ocean. So I remember when I was down in the Keys, it was always so blue. And then when I got to Arkansas, it's green. So I changed my logo from blue to green just to reflect that. And it, it's uh, it's been nice. It's been nice living here in Arkansas. I'm I'm, I'm appreciating it. I, I got here in 2009 and, and the people, it was easy to start my life over. And and I'm I'm very happy to be here. And, and I'm very happy to know you, Allison Sylvie, and, and well, get to know you. you. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I look forward to seeing you at the next con. So growing up as a military brat, 
and, and and it's always military brat that seems to be the 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 moniker uh, when people say uh, you know I had a military dad or a military mom or both parents were military military brat now how about the the sister what 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 does she do oh she's in she works with you at the uh, commissary yes. that's right and has you have you always worked together uh, I was uh well we were both store workers for many years and then we quit that and then we started working for uh, doing vendor stocking which is it it does pretty good but unfortunately it's just it's not really getting better at the commissary we have an employee who just it's just it's not really great right now (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say okay yeah that's all you need to say (laughs) so um growing up with your big sis how, how was she to you she it's like we have a like we're siblings. You get on each other, you love each other, you fight, you argue. That's just like if you had a brother or a sister. So that's the way we are. Now we have a one month old puppy who acts like our little brother. One month old puppy. What kind of puppy? Yeah, he's an Irish cream golden lab, and his name is Cooper. That sounds like a nice dog. Oh, he is a one month old puppy, and he acts like he rules the roost. Now, is that your dog or is that her dog or is that your mom and dad's dog? Um, He's the family dog. Family dog. Now, now, big sister, she still live with you? Yes. That is a tight-knit family. Yeah, I have a 13-year-old and I said, uh, you, you could stay home forever. I don't care. You could you could live here forever. <laughs> I'll be okay with that. And, and they and they do that in other cultures. I've heard that that um, people in the in the Far East and live with their, their families forever. All the time, forever. That's their thing. You you might get a bigger house and and uh, and have your mom and dad in one of the rooms, and you'll be in another room with your your spouse, and that's just the way it is. I I, I don't. I it sounds it sounds unheard of in, in America, but it's not. It's not, it, and it works. You know, to keep your family together. Like I said, your family's probably going to back you up in almost any occasion. Now, unless you hurt somebody and Pretty even much. and even then even then your mom's gonna say no not my child Mm-mm. like i didn't give birth to you no 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 i don't mean that i mean the, <laughs> no my my child is innocent uh, you know they'll back you up they'll back you up uh, uh, until they find out oh okay he actually did it <laughs> never mind <laughs> allison sylvie man okay so any other aspects that you want to get into um, not really. I'm just a very down to earth person trying to live her life to be a good person and just trying to survive having a one month old puppy in my house. Yeah. <laughs> How's the, uh, well, I mean, only one month old. There's no training at this point. It's just a, a puppy in a, in a box, I'm guessing, or maybe in his own little room that, that you kind of keep him in. No, well, he has a, a little crate in the kitchen, but no, he's getting trained very well. He knows down, he knows shake. But he's just like, he likes jumping on the couches. He'll jump and try to like snuggle. It's like, get off, you're peppy. <laughs> he knows down and shake. He's a genius. He's only one month uh, old. <laughs> he's not even, oh God. It's like my, when we got him, my dad was like, well, why don't we just throw a baby shower? Cause we were literally <laughs> getting a baby. <laughs> So uh, it was like literally having a baby in the house for the first (laughs) weeks of this dog. But he still acts like a pup. He will run around, play with his toys, try to chase the butterflies, chase the birds, look at the airplanes. It's like, this is a baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's a that's a good daddy that he he he's retired and he still wants to put up with a puppy. Oh, well, there have been there yeah, have been times he says, "I want to send him back." I'm like, "No, we want Cooper to stay." <laughs> so, did he get it for you? No, we got him at a breeder in Springdale. She's a good breeder, and um, you have to basically go through a checklist of basically before you get this dog. So basically, we got through the checklist. We got through, and so we drove up to Springdale, got him, and he's been the light of our life ever since. Oh, how sweet! So, animal lover is uh, is on the list of of accomplishments for Alice and oh, Shelby. Yes. Check. Yes, I'm. I'm a very big animal lover. We also have two cats, and the other cat is mine, so she's my baby. <laughs> so, so you have experience taking care of children. Um, any children well, in your future? Not right now. <laughs> does, does does mom and dad say uh, I want some kids? Yes, I want grandkids. How's how's the sister doing on that on that uh, front? She does not want children either. So, <laughs> it's mom like, and dad, you're out of luck. <laughs> you have a baby now. His he has four legs and a wet nose. That's your baby. There you go. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Allison Sylvie. How do people find out more about you and your photography and your cosplay and your uh, Methodist Church uh, feeding the people Wednesdays and Saturdays? There's so much you do and your commissary for the vets, uh, for the people that that have uh, served in the military. You're helping them out, too, in the commissary. Uh, How do they find out more about you, Alice and Sylvie? They can go to um, my photography page. It's Sylvie Photography, which I gave you the address and my Instagram account. I have a Facebook page. I always post pictures of Cooper because he's so cute. (laughs) Cooper. Super Cooper. All right. (laughs) Alice and Sylvie, you've been a a distinct pleasure uh, chatting with you. I see an Angel Angel Sylvie. Who is that? Uh, on your Facebook, Ng Sylvie. That's a- probably somebody. A n g e a l Sylvie. Who is that in relation to you? And that's probably that's probably another Facebook page that I started and I had, haven't had deleted it yet. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cool. Excellent. I will add your Facebook and your Instagram social media to the show notes and make sure that people know more about Angel Sylvie and how to get a hold of you. For your blooming photography, and mostly you've been taking pictures of cosplayers, and and you said little babies too. Well, children's events too. How sweet is that? It's nice to be a part of people in their best times. Uh, I, I do weddings and and parties all the time, and people are having a good time. And part of that is because of you, Alice and Sylvie. You're capturing those moments, and they get to remember those good times. Because of you, Alice and Sylvie, because memory fades. But thankfully, hey, photography and Facebook is eternal, it seems. <laughs> and that's all you. Hello? Are you st- I'm still here. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't say anything. <laughs> Sorry. It, there was a little bit of a fade there. So, Alice and Sylvie, thank you so much for chit-chatting oh. with me. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you. Any last words for the people? Um, just go to my Facebook page, go to Sylvie Photography. We, I do great pictures for very cheap prices. And just go to my Instagram account, take great pictures. If you like seeing a dog being a puppy still, go there. You'll see Cooper's pictures. Trust me, he take, I take a lot of pictures of this dog. 
Excellent. And Allison, Sylvie, you're uh, such a such a sweet pleasure talking to you. And I, I look forward to hearing more from you, Allison, okay. Sylvie. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thank you for talking to you. <laughs> All right. That's it. We'll chat more. I'll put this up today. All right. Bye. Well, there you have it, party people. Allison Sylvie. She is a multifaceted person. She has many uh, fingers in the community. She is a community-oriented person. She's taking care of people Wednesdays and Saturdays. If you need a sandwich, she'll get you a sandwich. Helping out with her church, and that's really nice. The Methodist Church in Jacksonville will give you a sandwich if you need a sandwich. So, And, and she's taking care of people at the commissary, and she's very family-oriented. Still living with mom and dad, and I'm sure they're appreciative too. They they need help, so it's nice to have a little Allison Silver, Sylvie and her sister, big sis, is still in the house. That's excellent. Tight knit family, take care of each other, love each other. It's a wonderful thing. And then Allison Sylvie's photography is just now blooming. You can get your picture made by Allison Sylvie. Put away that selfie stick. Let Allison Sylvie. Hold the camera for you. She's got a good camera and she'll take good quality pictures of you and find you a nice location to uh, reflect the image that you want to present. That That's nice. It's good to have a good location and a good photographer. And that'll help you in your endeavors. It, it'll help you keep your memories. It, it'll help you in your cosplay business. Because that's what the cosplay business is, not just getting into cosplay. It's also selling the pictures. And if you have a good quality photographer taking pictures, such as Alice and Sylvie, then uh, you could sell those pictures, make some money, and keep a roof over your head, keep some food in your belly. And if you uh, are out of luck in that food in your belly thing, we come back full circle. Go to the Methodist Church in Jacksonville, Wednesdays and Saturdays, and they'll get you a sandwich. Wow. Thank you, Allison Sylvie. Thank you for being a part of the community, and thank you for chatting with me on the What Makes You Famous podcast. That's it for this episode. If you want to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or info at RadioWhat.com. That's the email address. It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What? The music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Music was sent down a telephone line for the first time in 1876, the year the telephone was invented. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of KeysDan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of RadioWhat.com. The music you want is on.